0: Looking for a verbal hand job?
1: Yes, 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 Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on
0: Renegade Talk Radio. Well, hello, Marla. Well, hello, Richie. Renegade Talk Radio in Las Vegas where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie.
2: And my name is Marla.
0: And your name is Marla. <laughs> and welcome to the show. We're supposed to have Hedrick Smith on today, the Peel mm-hmm. Surprise winning um, author. I don't know. I can't find him. And
2: he's MIA. He's MIA. Maybe he'll call in while we're on air here.
0: He might be in uh, Nashville covering that shooting that's going on there. Nashville. There you know, you never know. Let me, so I wanted to try that, scent, that that music and see what happens. That music sounded good. Did it sound good? Yeah. I don't know if it sounded good or not. I thought it was um, fine. There is a... And breaking news. Breaking news. is a hatchet-wielding gunman at a screening in Antioch, uh, uh, Tennessee, wherever the hell that is. It's close to Nashville, I think. It's
2: out in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah, it's out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, apparently some guy went in there um, with a gun and... the cops are there. Everybody's there. Nobody got hurt from what we understand. Yep.
2: Nobody got hurt, but the gunman was killed.
0: It just keeps on getting wild. You can't go to the frigging movies anymore. You can't I go anywhere it. with these crazy people. Like I said, if you're crazy, they should uh, have stay mental home. hospitals. Stay home. No, stay home. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stay home. <laughs> if you're
2: crazy, could you just stay home? Yeah. If you're crazy, go <laughs> kill yourself in
0: your own house. Don't go into your house, will you? Don't, uh,
2: don't, don't take it to the public so that you can get cut yeah, down. I
0: can't even go to the movies, and I love going to the movies. The
2: movies is fun.
0: Well, it's not fun anymore. So anyway, apparently the cops... Shot this guy down, and that's all we know about that. But um, talking about Hillary Clinton. Ah uh, yes, Hillary, Hillary Billary. And Hedrick uh, Hedrick Smith is going to be on here to talk about gerrymandering and, and of course, what's going on with all the money being poured into these super PACs for all these people like Jeb Bush and the rest of the crowd, which we do have all of the information
2: well if for some reason he doesn't call in we'll, we'll just have to talk about it on well, another day
0: that, well that's what we're gonna have to do we can talk about it today but uh, I, I hedrick has never stood us up i don't no. know why i feel really bad now
2: i thought he just moved recently maybe his I life is just kind of mixed I, up
0: i don't know what's going on anyway in the news today again hillary they're calling her kentucky fried hillary
2: Kentucky Fried Hillary. Because
0: she's using a southern accent down she's in... She's uh, using a
2: southern accent down there where she's speaking?
0: Matthew. Where is she speaking at, Richie? Well, uh, you know, I really don't know there, uh, Marlon, but let me take a look here. I'll, I'll let you know. Would you know? Yeah. She's down in South Carolina. She's
2: down in South Carolina. And shot down for a chair chat. With a the chair chat? A chair chat.
0: With what the chair- hell's a chair chat? Well, oh, I, I want to tell you. Now tell me. A chair chat is with the chairman of the South Carolina Democratic Party, Jamie Harrison. And during that interview, as many in her speeches, she talked to the people who live in the South, and she put on a Southern accent that is absent from her speeches to the Northerners. That is really weird, Richie. We made a smash-up of some of the most painfully pandering moments and ranked the intensity of her accent with the cowboy boots. (laughs) Is she
2: wearing cowboy boots,
0: Richie? I don't know. Was she wearing a cowgirl I hat? really don't know. I'm going back and over the- her six hundred dollar haircut. Yeah, that's right. That she got that six hundred dollar haircut in New York City to look good for the New York her- City. New York City. Have <laughs> hey, you been there? I want to go. Can you imagine the stupidity of people
2: listening to that she moron? She starts talking with a southern accent because she's in South Carolina. Hi, my name oh, Hillary. I wonder how they they uh, if they appreciated that. If I were there,
0: I'd be booing her. I would not appreciate that. If I was from the South and they talk, you know, with their Southern dialect, right. and she comes down there and talks and puts an accent on. That's
2: like she's making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, but you know who else did that?
0: Uh, Obama, <laughs> did that.
2: Obama does he that would to his you. Accent. He you. Yes, he it, does.
0: That. He would change his, his accent, too. To, remember when he used to do that when he first was on the uh, campaign trail? When he talked like this? Well, when I tell you what I'm going to do. Tell you what I'm going to do. And how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I will take care of the country. And I will protect you.
2: Hope and change.
0: Hope and change.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're all hoping for change. I mean, uh, as in money.
0: Well, tomorrow night is the uh, debates, Renegade Nation.
2: Hey, tomorrow's the debates. Can't wait.
0: Uh, my question, uh, if I was the moderator, which I don't think they would ask me to be the moderator... I would say to all of them, uh, how do you plan on getting the, uh, job creation started, and how fast will you be able to do that? And also, uh, I would ask the, the same in the same uh, uh, arena. Yeah. I would ask them different questions as as to how they would get the jobs back. In other words, that's it a very be, good question. Yeah, it wouldn't be one question. It would be, for the nine of them or whatever. How many are there? It would be nine different questions, and it would be all integrated into the same first question. That they would have to answer, and then we would see oh, who really? the liars are, and the cheats, and the thieves, and the who, no, you who would think come out. So, do you?
2: Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Let me tell you something, there, boy. Okay. Now, are the debates being held in the South?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: I'm sitting here with my
0: whiskey. That's what I'm doing. Oh, I but got me some Southern comfort. It looks like Joe Biden and Clinton are going to battle for the Hollywood begins with dueling fundraisers. They're okay. fundraising, and I would get into this, but I'm waiting for Hedrick to call because he sent me the information. I hope he calls. Even though Lou last night talked about how much money. Oh uh, yes.
2: Lou was on last night, tearing it up, yelling and screaming. He
0: was a madman. He was. And he wants me to be on with him. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not going on. And oh, by the way, if there's any pictures on Facebook that are offensive to you, just don't look at them got an email from three years ago.
2: Yeah, some picture from three years ago. So man, someone asked us to, to take it down. He's
0: 82 years old. I mean, he <laughs> should be looking at that picture. you think oh, he'd love yeah, that photo. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a girl bent over washing a hubcap with a pair of high pants on. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I don't know what the big deal is, Marla. I, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, talking about movie sets. Yes. There's a man that travels the world visiting movie sets. That's what he does. You
2: mean movie theaters movie or movie sets. sets?
0: Movie sets, where movies... Oh, I wonder if where, they, want, where
2: they film the movies. I wonder if he's
0: been in any porn sets.
2: Uh, that's sets. possible. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun, though, because they do shoot movies all over the world. Anyway,
0: I'm so excited about tomorrow. I cannot wait for this debate, and I can't wait to see who comes out the, the winner and who the losers are. You'll see yeah. the losers real fast. It's going to be
2: really interesting.
0: Um, so we're going to find out about that. Uh, and, and of
2: course, we'll weigh in with you on Friday.
0: Oh, yeah, Friday's going to be a really good show. Yes, it will be. We'll be talking be. about that. We're going to record, well, it's going to be recorded on YouTube and it'll be all over the place. Yeah. And then um, we have um, Reese and Tommy will be coming up. Later today, I got the burps from. Oh,
2: drinking. no, that's what you get for eating and drinking before going on oh, air. that's what
0: happens, you know. I'm supposed to take care of myself, and yes, boo. you are. Anyway, so Reese and Tommy will be up after uh, we get done, and then, um, uh, be- Bethany Blankley will be on that's uh, right. Later, Bethany's later doing tonight. a show today, she's doing a show later tonight, and she's getting a lot of, um,
2: yeah, she's really, really positive
0: uh, responses on Renegade. Thank you, Renegade Nation, for uh, listening to her. She's very smart. Uh, very uh, intuitive knowledgeable knowledgeable worked on Capitol Hill knows how the government works uh, she's been overseas she's done a lot of stuff so you need to listen uh, and she's telling you straight up man yeah we, we, you, we you, can really learn, you. you
2: can really learn a lot from her we I know
0: I have yeah uh, we all have everybody has uh, also, American Airlines, listen to this again. Here we go again with these drones. The plane was flying in the Phoenix in the Sky Harbor, Maryland. Mm-hmm. and it was over Fountain Hills, which is a suburb of Phoenix. It's right. coming in for the landing. I, I guess right. that's the landing air thing, whatever they call it. The airspace. The airspace, whatever they have, whatever it's called. And this moron had a drone. They don't, the plane almost hit the drone. And it was really? at 8,000 feet. He had the drone really? at 8,000 feet. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's not, no, that's not somebody, Hedrick. That's not the person I want to speak to.
2: Oh, darn it. You know who it is. No, it's someone that we don't want to speak to. Yeah, Thank we're you very live much. I know we're, on the air. Yes. we're live on air. Anyway. So we'll just ignore that. Ignore that ringing in your ears there, Renegade Nation. You hear nothing but I'll the sound you. of our voices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm being hypnotized. Oh, it's over now. Uh-huh. So, did I did I hypnotize you, Richard? Yeah, hypnotize me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So um, Tomorrow tomorrow's going to be interesting. Uh, oh, here's our call right here. Is this our call? Yeah, this is Hedrick. Is this hold Hedrick? On. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Okay, I'm going to plug Hedrick in and let's see if I get him in here. And let's go. Hedrick, are you there? Yeah, Richie. Hi, we're on the air, Hedrick. How are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, I, I didn't get any call on my home number. I'm sitting right next to it, figuring you'd call in. Uh, maybe we got the wrong numbers here. Uh, yeah,
2: we called twice. Maybe I took, we did have the wrong number. Hi, Hedrick, it's Marla.
0: Hi, Marla, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I took the phone number right Hi. off of. Uh, yeah, wait. I'm looking at it right now. Hold on for a second. No, I took the phone number right off your um, email. Maybe you you didn't have your hearing aid in. in, in, in. <laughs> Just go ahead and dial.
1: Go ahead and dial it again because you get a better line on the on the Actually, line. Actually,
0: you sound really good. You sound really good. Okay.
2: Yeah, you sound yeah, fine. Yeah, you sound just fine. We're so glad well, you, you guys, in. You
1: guys are breaking up a little bit. I mean, not 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 a lot,
0: a little bit. But it, but it's it, it sounds good. Oh yeah, here's an email from you. I didn't I, I didn't ch- I checked the email. Are we on today? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, Hedrick is here, Renegade Nation. We told you he'd be here. A little bit late, but uh, I'm glad he's here. Better late than never. Uh, and uh, Hedrick is a pure surprise winning reporter and he wrote the book of the uh, Who Stole the American Dream and the Russians, and millions of readers got an inside view of uh, the Soviet Union, but uh, Hedrick's very heavy into politics, and he's gonna talk to us today uh, in regards to uh, the politics and what's going on, the uh, gerrymandering, and if you don't know what that is, he's gonna explain it to you, and I've done some study work on that myself. And also, what's gonna happen uh, tomorrow, and who is giving all of this money to these candidates? So, Hedrick, it's all yours.
1: Well, you know, Richie, it's always good to be with you. I'm very sorry about being late. I'm sitting here by the phone waiting for you and Renegade Nation. Love to be connected with you guys, and and particularly talking to you and Marla. I hope Marla is doing well. And you're living well uh, now that you're on the mainland, not in Hawaii anymore. You know, I want to talk about gerrymandering because people don't realize it, but the deck is stacked. It's like having your neighborhood butcher not put his thumb on the scales, but the politicians put their elbow on the scales to make sure they stay in office and there's nobody who gets a chance to knock them off, and they're really, they're really leaving independent voters and voters in the other party out in the cold. But what really hit me over the weekend is more of the same but really terrible. There's this headline in the New York Times, Small Pool of Rich Donors Dominates Election Giving." Fewer than 400 families have given nearly half of all the money to the campaign so far this year, and the campaigns have raised $400 million. So we've got 400 families that have contributed $200 million. And there's a list of these guys. I mean, $10 million here, $10 million there. Ted Cruz is heavy into them. Jeb Bush is heavy into them. Marco Rubin is heavy into them. You'll be surprised. Hillary has got quite a bit from them, but not as much as these Republican guys. I mean, what we've got is we've got billionaires, and then we've got corporations, particularly Wall Street, investment banks, hedge funds, private equity funds, the big boys, the mega donors. Uh, I mean, our, our country is just drowning. It's
0: drowning, yes, Edric. Democracy it is. Democracy
1: is drowning in money, and average voters are. You know, this is what they call the invisible primary, where they go out, and the only people who get the vote are people who are worth a hundred million dollars or more, or maybe a billion dollars or more. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's shameful. I mean, we're we're becoming an oligarchy, and an oligarchy is a country that's ruled by just a handful of people. You get five. You get five major Republican campaign donors spent this past weekend with the Koch brothers who run the energy company, oil company down there in, in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rubio and Cruz and Jeb Bush and the others, they're out there. And you know, I have to say, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, but he really had a good phrase. He called it a begathon. He says they're out there for <laughs> a begathon. A beg-a-thon. <laughs> well, <laughs> the entire weekend is a begathon. I mean, I mean, this is pathetic with we're, we're supposed to be the greatest democracy in the world. And we've got rich people who are simply buying.
0: They're buying the election. Leverage. Right.
1: They're buying the election. They're buying They're buying leverage with with those guys. If some one of those guys gets elected, they're in the White House. Guess who's going to be you know, in the Lincoln bedroom, you know, two days after the election? Guess who's going to be at the inaugural ball? Guess who's going to be up there saying, hey, don't do this to my energy company. Or, don't do this to my bank. Or, don't do this to my pharmaceutical company. I mean, it's terrible.
0: It is terrible. We're just
1: watching this country go down the drain.
0: Well, it's all about the money and the banksters, uh, Hedrick. You know that we've been talking about it for years here and a lot of other conservative talk radio uh, shows have been talking about it. But uh, this happened in 2010 with the Supreme Court when they ruled that these super PACs could be open and you could dump as much money as you want into any congressional or Senate or presidential race. So the Supreme Court is a mess. I mean, we have a big problem with that. So all these wealthy people are dumping money into their favorite candidates. They're going to start pushing out, cutting each other's throats left and right. The American people are going to be thoroughly confused and somebody's going to. get in there who they really want in there and I think it's going to they want Jeb Bush in there is what they want and then then there's Hillary Clinton that's what I think it's going to be
1: well and and I hate to say it but those are two of the more reasonable candidates but both of them have been bought up to the hilt well, they do big donors either on Wall Street or Silicon Valley or big business or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it's very difficult. Edric, for the why is it innocent to be heard.
0: Why is it that the American people do not understand this? Is it just that the media mm-hmm. doesn't, uh, you know, it's only on talk radio or alternative radio stations that talk about this kind of thing and that really get into it and say it the way it is? Because the American people seem not to understand what the super PAC is. Oh, no, no, no
1: Richie, I don't agree with you there. American people get it. Number one, if you look at any of the polls people will say, 80% of the people will say, there's way too much money in our political campaigns. 90, I saw one poll said 91%, another poll said 96% said the American political system is broken. There's too much money in People get it. As a matter of fact, the evidence is the evidence is now, and I've got this on this website. I hope you'll get people to go, go look at this website because there's good stuff there. I've tried to pull together this information so you can find it in one place. dot org. If you go there, what you'll see is in 16 states, the people have voted, the legislatures have voted, leaders of the states have voted, and in 500 cities around the country... People have voted and called for Congress to pass a constitutional amendment to roll back Citizens United. People get it. Right now, I'm in the state of Washington. I'm talking to you from from a a small town called Oga, north of Seattle. In the state of Washington, right now, they are collecting signatures for a petition to put on the ballot in November 2016, a, a referendum calling for a constitutional amendment to roll back Citizens United. Right now. Right now in New Hampshire, people are meeting with uh, with the Republican senator up there, Kelly Ayotte, wow. asking her to back an amendment. Uh, there are something like forty senators who back this in the Senate. No, no, Richie, I don't agree. This is a fight. It's going on now, and what people need to understand is this is the heart of our democracy, and if we want it back, we want to take it, Do not let the, the the super billionaires take it away from us people
0: have to get them So, Hedrick do, you, do you, do you, there Hedrick, do you think the majority of Americans in this country know about super PACs and the, 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 the amount of money that's being uh, invested into these super PACs? I don't think if I went on the street and asked the, the average Joe on the street, he would have any idea about what a super PAC is and how much money is being uh, invested into these uh, campaigns. They
1: might not know the numbers, They might not know the term super PACs, although I think there are more and more people who understand it. They may not know the term dark money, and dark money is money that flows from donors who don't have to identify who they are Mm -hmm. to politicians who don't have to identify who gave them the money. So that's really bad stuff. That's really corrupting. They may not know the details, but they know something is rotten in the state of Denmark, and the state of Denmark is Nevada, California, Washington, and the other 47 states of the United States of America. People know something's wrong. They know that, that our elections are being rigged. They know that television's ads are being bought by the hundreds of millions of dollars by people that can afford it, and we, the little squirts, don't have enough money. Give a hundred dollars. <laughs> give two hundred dollars. You know, there are some states, Richie. There are some states. Well, city of New York, city of Los Angeles. If you give two hundred dollars, they'll match it with another. Six times that they'll match it with another twelve hundred dollars. Well, suddenly politicians are going to start to pay a little bit of attention to you if your two hundred dollars is, is more than a thousand. Still mm-hmm. doesn't compete with a million. It doesn't. Yeah, right. We have got to do something to get the scales back right. This, it, it, I mean, does. It, scales it, it does. It does.
0: Buy, they're buying the election, and and on uh, the New York Times yesterday, and uh, Hedrick sent this over to us over here, at Renegade. Um, the Super PACs uh, supporting presidential candidates filed reports, Renegade Nation, with the Federal Election Commission providing the first complete picture of how the campaigns, the Super PACs, and the other groups supporting the candidates are raising and spending the money. See everyone who has donated a million dollars. I will put this on the Renegade site too. You can see it for yourself. But the first one is Jeb Bush at $120 million, Hillary Clinton at $67.8 million, Ted Cruz at fifty two point five million, Marco Rubio at forty two point zero million, Scott Walker twenty six point two million, Bernie Sanders fifteen point two million, Rick Perry fifteen point fifteen million, Chris uh, Christie fourteen million, and I can go on and on and on. But I don't see Donald Trump's name here. Oh, there he is. He got one point nine million. You
1: know, it's really, well. You know, Trump. Trump has faked everybody out because what Trump has discovered is that if you say perfectly terrible things and really outlandish things. The media likes it. The gossip people like it. So you get free media. What's all the money for? The money is to get attention in the media, right? Right, and he's, so a, he's a media... The, lip is the and Donald Trump, the lip, has discovered that if he lets the lip fly, he gets more <laughs> media, free media. He it's gets all the free media. media. Free media. Exactly. Free media, I'm free media, the New York Times is free media. He gets more coverage if he says outrageous things, and so he doesn't have to buy all the ads, so he doesn't have to raise the money. But he's a, he's got lots of money himself. I mean, he's way up there in that top... Not 1%, not top .1%, that's top .0. Okay, Hedrick, we're gonna Hedrick, Way the heck
0: up. Way up the top heck top up there. Now. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, I'm gonna talk about tomorrow what, how you feel that debates are gonna go, and then I'm gonna talk about this gerrymandering, which I think a lot of people are not... Um, um, what's the word informed Informed about about, yeah the gerrymandering they don't know about it they need to know about it and Hedrick's an expert on this Renegade Nation so when we come back we're going to be talking about tomorrow's uh, debate with Republicans and also we're going to be talking about gerrymandering you got Hedrick Smith on Renegade with Marla and Richie and we'll be right back after this hold on hang in there What's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house.
1: Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That's notcool.com. That's not Brought to you by the Ad Council. Are your freedoms being destroyed like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? be right
0: back. Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Las Vegas, where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie with Marla and Hedrick Smith, the Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. Yes,
2: morning yesterday, I was up before the dawn.
0: Must be moving on. I always love this song. from This came out in the 80s, didn't it?
2: I don't remember. You don't remember, Marley? Getting old, <laughs> that's why. Anyway,
0: Hedrick Smith is our guest today on Renegade Talk. Hedrick's a Peel surprise-winning uh, author, wrote the book, Who Stole the American Dream? You should go get that book and read it. You'll you'll educate yourself. And also the Russians, and we're, we are thrilled to have him on again. Absolutely Hedrick, thank you. Absolutely thrilled. We love Hedrick.
1: Yeah, well, it's good to be back with you. Tell him, Richard, about the webpage, because that's what will really help him. Reclaim the American Dream dot org. Reclaim the American Dream dot org. Renegade Nation. That's where the ideas are, and it will actually show you what's going on in this country. There are people who are fighting back. They're fighting back effectively. They're winning reforms for ordinary people. It's happening all over the country and I try to pull it all together in one spot so you can go find it. Reclaim the American Dream dot, r- re- r- dot Renegade org. Renegade. I'm running uh, off it. I'm not uh, running any movement. I'm not running for office. I'm a journalist and I'm trying to get information out
0: to you. Reclaim the American, American Dream, Dream dot or. org and go there and read about that. We will have the link on the website on the Renegade site and all over the place on Podomatic and Stitcher and the rest of them. And, and Facebook. And Facebook. You need to go there. You need to review and see and educate yourself what Hedrick has put together and why you're having the problems that you're having. We have this um, debate coming up tomorrow. Hedrick, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about the people that were picked?
1: Uh, well, I, you know, it, it's ridiculous when you get that many people who actually think they got a shot at being president of the United States, and so somebody's got to figure out some way. And the polls at this point really don't mean anything, but there's, there's practically nothing else to go by, you know? Uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a farce. It's a first. I remember when the, back when Mike the Caucus ran, and there were eight Democrats running, and the press nicknamed him uh, Mike, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You know, now <laughs> what do we got? We got we got eighteen Pygmies or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't think voters can get much out of it. I mean, imagine you're having a debate, a, a debate, a discussion, and you got ten people. And you got an hour and a half, and you got somebody asking questions, and you got, you know, intros and all that kind of stuff. By the time you're done, nobody's going to have more than about six or seven minutes to speak during the entire thing. It'll be very what confusing. what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to say the most outrageous thing they possibly can in order to get a headline and stick out from the crowd. And I frankly don't think you're going to get much out of it. I mean, gotta, we got a preview up in New Hampshire, uh, you know, the other day, and not much happened up in New Hampshire. I mean, I think these guys at the moment, they've raised so much money. They want to use the money to get out, put their own ads out, and they want to get out and they want to meet with people in Iowa, they want to meet with people in New Hampshire. That's how they run the game, meet with people in South Carolina, the early primaries, the early caucus states. Um, and they just want to be included. I mean, they, you know, if you make the top ten, In the field of 18 or 17, whatever it is, uh, you know, then you can turn to your funders and say, Oh, I'm in the top 10. Well, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Um, I actually think the bigger the crowd and the more noise that Trump makes, the more it helps Deb Bush. And the reason is uh, he's got A, so much money, B, he's got a well known name. To some people it's good, to some people it's bad, but it's well known. Um, And he's a former two term governor of a major state, Florida. And he's not trying to make a lot of noise. He's not, He wants to let the rest of these pigmies knock each other off. And the more Donald Trump gets the press, the more he gets the headlines. And he's going to go for the headlines. And was going to be very difficult for somebody to outlip Donald Trump. I mean, he's got good policies, he's got good ideas, but he's got a loud mouth and he'll say anything to gather a crowd. But what he's doing is he's making it hard for Cruz and Ron Paul and Marco Rubio and Rick Perry. And the rest of them, Don Kasich from Ohio, is making it hard for the rest of them to get any attention from the media. And meanwhile, he's just steadily building his war chest and building his strength by going around. He's got so much money, he can put down field operations. Get out the vote. Hedrick, find yeah. your voters, find your supporters, run telephone banks. He's got the money to put that out in, in lots of states. Hedrick, let me and ask you a
0: question. What do you think about, the most important question is going to be? I mean, my feeling is job creation. That's that's where my head is right now. Do you think that's what what, what, what people want to hear, or is it more of the Middle East or the economy?
1: No, well, no, no. I think you're right on, Richie. Uh, Americans, particularly middle class Americans, are stuck. You know, we've produced. It's another subject we're dealing with on this webpage I mentioned to you, Uh, ReclaimTheAmericanDream.org. We have produced about 12 million jobs in this country since the bottom of the recession. That sounds really good, and it is a hell of a lot better than losing jobs. But the jobs we've created are not as good as the jobs that we lost going into the recession, with the result that you've got Lots of middle-class and working-class people who are having to work two jobs, or the, two, the husband and wife are together having to work three jobs, uh, people who've got part-time work. They've got to pay for their own health care. They've got to pay for their own retirement. They've got to take two buses in order to get to work, and so they're taking an hour, hour and a half to get to work, and an hour and a half to get home. The kinds of jobs and the conditions, not just the pay. But the conditions that people are working under are terrible. And one of the things that I'm trying to do on the website, I call it inclusive capitalism, that's one of our topics, is to try to encourage business people and to show where business people decide that, in fact, paying their workers better actually pays off in business terms. You have less turnover, you have more loyalty, you have more reliability, uh, you have more repeat customers because customers get good service. Costco. Was run by a guy named Jim Senegal for about 20 years. He's now on the board. He's retired as CEO. But Costco runs on the basis of if we treat our workers better, if we pay them better, and they pay two, three, four, five dollars an hour better than Walmart, if we treat them better, they will treat our customers better. Our customers will come back. We'll do better in the long run and over the long run. Well, that that, that,
0: that, that done better. yeah, but that's what works. But they're not doing it. That is no, 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 it works with Costco and the CEO of Costco. That worked for him. But the majority of companies in this country they, they don't do that Walmart doesn't do that that's why they're paying them eight dollars an hour and then we have to subsidize them uh, on for food stamps and and, and, and health care where these companies are making billions and billions of dollars but they could care less about the worker and the taxpayer has to step up and pay for it and I think I think tomorrow whoever the moderator is this has to be this has to be brought up about how they're going to change the American economy and how fast they're going to be able to do this that, that, that's that's what I'm interested
1: in well, I have a good feeling, Richard. You should be. And I mean, that is question number one. I agree with you. It's going to be very difficult, because guess what? What? It, what you just talked about relates to what we talked about earlier in the program. Where are these guys in the Republican race getting their money? They're getting their money from millionaires. They're getting their money from hedge fund managers, from equity portfolio managers, from private investment capital guys, from Wall Street banks, from big business. They don't want to go say to big business hey, you've got to share more of your profits with your workers. You've got to invest more in your growth instead of paying off Wall Street and your shareholders in Wall Street. Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Companies today give 91% of their profits. Well, a lot of investors, and they used to only give fifty percent. They take fifty percent, and they would reinvest it in their growth. They're not doing that now. I. It's going to be very. It'll be very interesting to see whether or not any Republican candidate there.
0: Well, that is going to be. be, Yeah. uh, uh,
1: Issues in the uh, way you want. Maybe Jeb Bush. Maybe John Kasich.
0: Well, the way I I look at it, I can't wait for that question to be asked, and I'm. I'm going to really listen to how they ask that question, too, because the interpretation of words can be changed quite a bit. And uh, especially with all these donors and hedge funds and Wall Street giving money to these Republicans, they better do something about the economy. Anyway, getting on to this gerrymandering, um, uh, from what I understand, it's a practice that attempts to establish a political advantage for a particular party or group by manipulating district boundaries to create partisan advantage districts. How in the hell does that work?
1: What is that? uh, Richie, Richie, what happens is every 10 years we have a census, and they they count the people in America, and they say to the different states, North Carolina, Nevada, uh, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, whatever, you get so many seats in Congress based on your population as a share of the national population, okay? okay? And maybe it's different from when you got 10 years ago because people moved into your state and moved out. Then what happens is the state legislature or somebody has to go say, all right, Where are we going to draw the lines for the districts, okay? Well, uh, it matters very much where you draw the lines. Let me just give you one example. Yeah, give me one example. Please. In fact, I'll give give you two examples. Great. Uh, In Texas, in 2000, the Democrats were, won the election in the Texas legislature, and they controlled the governorship, and they controlled the legislature, and they got to draw the lines for the maps in Texas, okay? okay. Texas has a lot of uh, has a lot of seats, okay? Texas has a lot of seats in Congress. So when the way to Texas, you draw the lines, you know, in the cities, out in the country, in the suburbs, you know, where, where do you decide? What's the district? You're supposed to put people together. And areas together that are uh you know that are, that are very close to each other that are cities, counties uh, you know whatnot. well, the way they drew the lines in Texas back in two thousand, the Democrats wound up with something like twenty seven seats. let me see if I can get the exact number. I'm trying to look it up on the on the uh, on my uh, uh, on my computer anyway they got a, they got a terrific advantage of seats. They had something like 17 to, to 15 seats, as I recall. Two years later, the Republicans won control of the Texas legislature and they made a big fuss. They went to court and they said, we gotta redraw those lines. They redrew the lines, they did a redistricting and they walked it over the other way and the Republicans picked up 10 more seats by the way they drew the lines. What yeah. happens is there's modern computer software and they have a way of figuring out which neighborhoods, which areas, which streets, not just which counties, but which parts of which counties tend to go Democrat or tend to go Republican. They can see which ones are competitive. Wow. They can see which ones flop really hard one way or the other. And so what you do is if you're doing the gerrymandering and you're doing it in Texas and you're Republican, you say, well, we can win in the countryside. We can win in the other country. Well, we can't win when there are a lot of blacks and Hispanics in the heart of Dallas or in the heart of Houston. So let's jam as many blacks and Hispanics and Democratic voters into a few districts. And we'll give those districts to the Democrats. To heck with it. We can never win those. But we're going to take all the suburbs all around there. We're going to attach them to oil country. We're going to attach them to the rural areas that we know are Republican, and we're going to win more seats that yeah. way. In North Carolina, here's an example that happened much more recently. Before the 2010 census, the Democrats had 13 seats in North Carolina. Uh, the Democrats won the election of 2010, and they had, they had eight Democrats were elected, and five Republicans were elected in the state of North Carolina, eight to five in favor of the Democrats. The Republicans come in, they get the governorship, they get the, they get control of the state legislature, and they say, "Oh, we can redraw those lines to our advantage." They got one district, which is which is the black part of Winston Salem, and then it goes down 30, 40, 50 miles down a superhighway, and they get the black part of Raleigh through And that's not a district. Those places live far and far apart. They've just got this fiction. They've just got this string attaching this district because the district's supposed to be attached, okay? Mm -hmm. And they said, all right, we can't win those black votes. We're going to lose those votes, but we're going to get the others. Guess what? They finished the redistricting. In the 2012 election, more people in North Carolina voted for Democratic candidates for the House of Representatives than voted for Republicans. So it should have come out. The way it did before seven Demo- eight democrats or seven at least mm-hmm. and five republicans it came out exactly the opposite way nine republicans and four democrats wow. and it did it all by the way they drew the lines so wow. really what
0: that's called it's hard
1: a, it, to believe this can be done but it, it, it is you're hard very to believe. clear about it and you know how to do it and politicians have been doing this in america I hate to tell you, they've been doing this in America for a couple hundred years. It started really? back in 1812 in Massachusetts wow. with the Democrats. So both uh-huh. parties have been doing it. But now they've got sophisticated software. software, and they can do it so much. They can tell you which households. You're going, we're going to go down this street, and all this end of the street is going to vote Democratic, so we'll figure we'll it the other way. Well, who, can, who Okay,
3: we're okay. Gonna so, so they're doing. We're going
0: okay. to take this. Heteric, so they're doing this. It sounds to me like it's called a majority minority district. Would that, would that be. In- uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it is. And they, they set up a majority. They want to have. What they want to have, if they can, they want to have 55% of the vote be theirs. Whichever party's doing it, but basically the main thing they want to do is they want to pack the other districts. They want mm-hmm. to pack the districts that they can't win with as many voters from the other side as they can. What's up, so What's in, Florida, okay, go in ahead. Florida, there's a district that runs from Jacksonville down to Orlando about 50, 60 miles, and it's just a bunch of black communities along the highway. And, and they say, we can't win that. And the Florida Supreme Court has just said that's an unconstitutional district. It was set up uh, for partisan advantage by the Republican legislature in Florida. And uh, you've got to go back. You've got to redraw those lines. But so it takes lawsuits. It takes pressure. But there are states that have begun to change that. They said we're going to take this, this job out of the hands of the politicians. The politicians will stack the deck. They'll tilt the scales. They'll cheat in order to keep themselves in office, we're going to turn it over to a citizens' commission. And there are now half a dozen states that have citizens' commissions. There are now people who are filing lawsuits against this, saying this is crazy, this is one of the reasons why we have gridlock in Congress, you've got extreme districts. Uh, I mean, it's really screwing up uh, the way the vote gets counted. I mean, the vote doesn't get counted honestly when you've yeah. got a gerrymandered system.
0: Well, mm. uh, let me ask you a question, Hedrick. What is this malapportionment? Mal apportionment, where the number of eligible voters per elected representative can vary widely without relation to how the boundaries are actually drawn. How does that work?
1: Well, it, it's not supposed to work that way. I mean, the way it's supposed to work is that every district in the country is supposed to have roughly the same, I mean, every member of Congress, every member of the House is supposed to represent roughly the same number of people. Exactly. It's 150,000 people, okay? Uh Uh, I mean, if you divide the total population of America by 435 seats in the House, it comes out somewhere around 600,000, 650,000. It's getting closer to 700,000 people. Okay, so if you're in a state like California, you've got 30 million people, you know, you're going to have 45, 48, you know, members of the House. If you're in a state like Nevada, I forget how many, it's your population, but 3 or 4 million
0: uh, I think it's like two or three million here.
1: Two or three million. So okay. So you get three or four seats based on that, okay? Right, okay. Then it's up to the legislature to figure out how to do it. Well, you know, some of them, I mean, they, they just ignore the law. They ignore the Constitution. That's what you well, That's what you mean by malapportionment. It means it wasn't done fairly. Mal means bad. It means it wasn't done right. fairly. And so, you know, if it, I mean, for example, in Texas, I'll go back to Texas for a moment. In Texas, between the 2000 census and the 2010 census, there was a very large increase in Hispanic voters. Some people coming in, uh, Hispanics, not voters, Hispanics coming into the state. And uh, they didn't get the areas of San Antonio and southern Texas, where Hispanics tend to be heavily concentrated, did not get any more districts. They did not get any more seats. So they filed a suit saying it's malapportionment. With the way the lines have been drawn, they've been drawn to the disadvantage of our group. This is malapportion. So we're filing a lawsuit. This is unfair. Doesn't meet the standards of the of the U.S. Constitution. Doesn't meet the standards of the Texas Constitution. And that's actually that's part of what happened in Florida. People filed a lawsuit in Florida and said, you know, what they did in Florida the Republican uh, legislature in Florida, what they did is unconstitutional. The people in Florida passed uh, a referendum in 2010 saying no party could draw the lines of legislative districts. By the way, this is not just for Congress. This is all for the state legislature. It's very important. You can't draw the lines in order to protect incumbents, people in office, Try to keep them in office and you can't do it to protect one party to this this of another. Are
0: you talking about the uh, term cracking, for instance, where they uh, it, 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 it it spreads the voters of a particular type among many districts in order to deny them a sufficiently large voting block in any particular district? Would that be would that be something close to it?
1: No, no, that's that's um, that's a different problem. The problem. Oh, that's another problem. No, you know, well, the you know, other problems. There's, there's plenty of it, problems. the problem in Florida was not cracking, but packing. Packing means means jamming, drawing a district. Uh, a so you're Democratic saying
3: packing? Legislature would do it
1: to you're, or a Republican legislature would do it to Democrats. Packing as many people as you can into a district that you figure.
0: How, but not. how do they? How do they do that? I mean, the 20, You had a census in twenty ten, right? When's the next census? If I'm not smart enough here, twenty twenty is it? Is it every ten years? Every ten years is when. Okay, so how to do they? Start. Okay, are they going to do any of this uh, geo, uh, gerrymandering for this election that's coming up, or, or are they, or or have they already done that? They've already done the gentleman's Oh, story. okay. So they did it back in 2010, so it stays in place for this, uh, coming, uh, this stayed, coming launch. It trip.
1: stays in place. It's stay in, well, listen to this, though. It's very important. It stays in place until the next census, unless there is a lawsuit file that challenges the validity of it, the malrepresentation that you were just talking about. And there, there are lawsuits now in Alabama and Texas and Florida and Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Virginia. They're all over the place because this stuff is really bad. And if that happens, then a court can go back and say to the legislature, you did it wrong, you violated the Constitution, you got to do it over again. That's number one. Number two what's happening is there are people, if you're an independent voter, you read in the House of Elections, and there are forty percent of people in America are independents today. Did you know that there are more people who are political independents today than there are Democrats and Republicans? Did not know people that. By the horde are saying screw the parties. The parties are screwing us. We're against the parties. We're walking out. Well, that's an understandable reaction. But in a House election, if you're in a gerrymandered district, you don't get to vote. Why? You- because the election, has, the district has been drawn by the majority party in that state. Let's say it's the Republicans for a moment, but it could be the Democrats as well. If you're in Florida, they've drawn it, so only the Republican guy is going to win in the general election, because they've wow. made sure there are more Republicans in that district. Rick, well, I, I, I have a question for you. If they
0: already know that, why do they need all this money? <laughs> what do they need all the money for?
1: Well, they're, they're running for president, and the president presidential thing is not subject to gerrymandering. Oh, it's not, the so. Preside- the presidential thing is subject how to How do you uh, know that? How, how, how... Some people think that's very really similar to gerrymandering. Oh, I mean, you are in the you... election of 2000, George W. Bush lost the popular vote. Al Gore, many people forget this. Al Gore actually had more voters mm. voting for him nationwide.
2: Yeah, I remember and that.
1: George W. Bush did. Exactly. Bush got it on the basis of the Electoral College, and the Electoral College works a little bit like a gerrymandered system. Yeah. Sounds
0: like it. like it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that the Electoral College sounds like gerrymandering. Yeah, it sure does.
1: You know, I mean, what's going on is that, it, once again, is that the electoral votes are awarded by state, and it's winner take all. Now, there's some states that have now said that they're going to cast their electoral votes Something like six, seven, eight states now that have, have voted. The legislative votes that we will cast our electoral votes to the candidate who gets the most popular votes nationwide, regardless of the vote in our state, because we believe that the person who got the most votes should be elected president. Mm-hmm. And if you got enough safe doing that, that would overturn the Electoral College.
0: But Well, see, I've it. always been against the Electoral College. I've never understood the Electoral College. And I think it should be by the popular vote and that none of this gerrymandering or any of this nonsense should be going on. And it should be the people voting and that they vote for the Democrat or the Republican and whoever wins... Wins it, and that and that's as simple as it can be. But they have yep. set up this gerrymander, uh, this gerrymandering, and this electoral college uh, to uh, basically uh, move it by geographic boundaries, so the incumbent party can pack the opposition voters in the fewer districts, and they can manipulate the whole system to get what they want.
1: That's it. You got it. That's what's going on. But why? And, why? Why? Why can't the American it's, people it's, say? This hey, being done by the politicians. And guess what? What politicians there are, are going to do it to their advantage. Now, what happened was, after the election of 2010, the Republicans controlled the state government. That's both the governor's chair and the legislatures in states that that, that covered 40 percent of the representatives in the House. And the Democrats controlled states with only 10 percent. The Republicans had a fair one advantage, 30 percent versus 10 percent. The other 50 percent was split. Now, maybe the legislature was Democratic and the governor was a Republican, or maybe half the legislature, House was Senate, was Republican and the and the Senate was Democrat. Whatever, but the, in the 50 percent where the parties control it, the Republicans and these are the states that really matter. The Republicans swung it all in Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. I'm missing one more. Ohio, those seven states before in the previous election, the the Republicans in those states barely beat the Democrats, Hmm. 107 seats. Republicans should have gotten 54 seats to 53 seats if they did it by the popular vote, which is what you just said. If they did it by the popular vote, 54 to 53. But with the gerrymandering in those seven states, the Republicans wound up by getting 73 seats. And the Democrats got
0: thirty-four. Hedrick, another Hedrick,
1: Those nineteen extra seats gave the Republicans control of the House of Representatives. Okay.
0: Hedrick, another way to avoid all Matter- these
1: matters, you need to take a look at that. Election. Well, all they got
0: to do is stop the redistricting, redistricting altogether and using political boundaries such as state, county, or provincial lines. Do it that way, state by state, or or you know, county by county. But they're they're doing it in a way that they are trying to manipulate the voters. And, you know, I, I, you know, the more I get into this, it's really crooked. Yeah,
1: you got it. You got it. You mean, this
0: is worse know? than the mafia.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, I've got a, I got a blog for you I'm, on this website that will blow your mind. If you go to reclaimtheamericandream.org, reclaimtheamericandream.org, and you click on what's new. What's new? Push. Renegade Nation, and, did uh, you hear that? And, I'm writing all this down myself. The whole thing, and, and, I mean, it'll blow your mind. It, it was brilliant. I mean, I've got a story about a thing called Red Map, which was a Republican plan to take over the Congress that they launched after they lost the president, presidential election to Obama in 2008, uh, and it was brilliant. They figured it out. They figured out exactly what I'm telling you. They figured out how they could do it. They figured out which states they need to go after and they did it, and it worked. And, it worked. and, our, and, and the Democrats would have, would have done it, too, if they'd been smart enough. I'm not saying the Republicans are, are, are more evil than, than Democrats. I'm saying that politicians in either party are going to stack the deck to keep themselves in office. And the only way we can stop that is if we the people say, no, you don't get to do it anymore. We're going to have a bunch of retired federal judges. We're going to have a citizen commission. We're going to have a local court do it. We're going to have somebody other than sitting politicians because you guys are crooked. All you want to do is protect your own monopoly in
0: office. Yeah, that's exactly right, Hedrick. And I, I've been saying for quite some time, they need to wipe out that cesspool and start over and get this country back on its feet. <laughs> I mean, the cesspool, I mean, it's just like it's the, it's the Wall Street banksters and the politicians are all in bed together. You got g- this gerrymandering that nobody really knows about. I mean, I really didn't. I knew a little bit, not much about it, but I studied up on it and it is crooked. The whole thing is crooked and it would be great for the moderator t- tomorrow night to say, let's talk about gerrymandering. I don't think that'll come up, but that would be great. I think that would floor all of those uh, all of those politicians.
1: But what's really important and what's really interesting about this blog I was telling you about, the courts are now starting to blow the whistle. Good. About time. They're starting to file losses. The Supreme Court made a ruling in, in June. It was amazing. The <laughs> legislature in Arizona... We're mm-hmm. talking a red state, Arizona, right down there near you guys in Nevada. In right. you know, Arizona, the people there said, we don't want the politicians to do it anymore. We're going to set up a Citizens Commission. The Citizens Commission has two Republicans, but they're not in office, two Democrats, but they're not in office. And it's headed by an independent a woman who's not a member of either party, and they've been drawing the district lines, and they've been having more competitive elections down there in Arizona since that started uh, about 10 years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, it's the funny. The legislature got angry, and they filed a lawsuit against it. Of the course they're
0: going to file today, a lawsuit.
1: And the Supreme Court said no. No, the people right. Decided the people
0: can do it. And Renegade Nation, you need to go to that site. I did read that on, on Hedrick's site. It's called ReclaimTheAmericanDream.org. The American Dream. Anyway, we're going to go. Uh, Hedrick, thank you so much for being on, but I would like to have you on this coming Friday if you're available to talk about the uh, debate. Uh, it, I got to tell you, Richie, I don't think
1: Friday will work. I, I got something I got to do. He's a, he's, he's a busy man. He's
0: a busy man. I just That's thought not, I asked. You well, you're,
2: you're a busy man, but Th- thank you so much for being on today and for all of your... Information.
1: Well, it's it's, well, it's good to talk to you guys. I, I, you know, I love the idea of the Renegade Nation. People have got to have this sense of we're not taking the, the garbage anymore. That's I'm right. That's right. exactly PPS.
0: right. Thank that's you, exactly Hedrick. Right. Thank you it. so much, Hedrick. Have a nice day, Hedrick. We'll talk Everybody, soon. Viva, Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas.